0: Recording. Count you in. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Oh my god. Right. Branding. Branding. Yeah. Drums. Come tammers, on. Seriously. <laughs> hey. Woo. Let's let's shake it off and let's straighten it okay. up. In three. <clears throat> okay. I just meant I'll count you in in three. Okay. Cool. Not like in three, two, one. <laughs> count you in in three, four. up, Two.
1: Three. There we go. Bang Banging. Back.
0: Mm. I, god, right. I can't even speak. We're off to a good start. <laughs> It's only going to get better. Okay, but we should explain to our audience. It is 8 p.m. for you.
1: Yeah, it's 8 p.m. And, you know, is away again. I'm on my own with Travis, which is, you know, Crimea river.
0: But this is work time still, now, mate. I've got a coffee. 8 p.m. Let's you, go. Podcast 8 time. p.m. coffee. You're ready to go. Yeah. I, I mean, I do feel bad that it's, it's always been a little bit unfair that when you are toast and your day is over... We do a podcast, and I am. <laughs> I, it's it's always nine a.m. for me. That's like my prime, Mate, man. I'm feeling it, it at nine a.m. But let's see if nine a.m. or eight p.m. your time is your prime, because we're gonna play a little game called Guess the Time Signature based <laughs> off of last week's lesson. You're breaking. how excited are you? Uh, Didn't even tell you about right. this. You're, you're breaking up a little bit. You're, you're breaking. Oh, we're gonna have to. Oh, finish oh <laughs> <first>. yeah. <laughs> okay. there you go. I actually believed you for a second, you <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> I was like looking at my screen. I'm like, I've got 10 bars. I'm ready to go. Oh, mate. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is called Guess the Time Signature with Mike and Eddie.
1: You got it? Yeah, seven eight. Is it seven eight? So, ooh, who's the man? <laughs> who's God. the man? Okay, mate, you should have seen my thought process then. That was pretty that was it's the drum walk us through it. It's my drum. It's the drum I
0: I, I, I I go towards the drums instead of the melody. Yes. And then and Keith went way out of his way to throw you off on that one. Yeah. For the first four bars of drumming, he's like, I'm not helping anyone. Exactly.
1: That, 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 that's it. I, I automatically go towards the drum. I think we all do as drummers. But when I focused on the melody, I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And what you said about, you know, the difference between seven, four and seven, eight, then I was like, okay, there's, yeah. there's jumpiness. I don't know what that means in my yeah. head, but that's, it's got a hiccup. It's, it's got that hiccup. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, yep. this is why
0: you do what you do, Mike. You explained it well, and it sticks in the, it stays in the brain. Bro, you nailed it, though, because you didn't say it's in seven. You said seven, eight, and I was like, yeah, my man's got it. Now, what's crazy, though, is that time is there from the instant it starts. And then when you think like, oh, maybe this is seven, eight. Keith comes in. This is, by the way, this is Keith Carlock's band, Rudder, uh, comes in with the most displaced kick and snare pattern ever. Yeah, But if you know that it's seven from the top, let's listen one more time count to seven as soon as the bass starts
1: yeah he's really fucking he's messing with your head
0: there yeah yeah now he's in seven yeah there you go yeah this is amazing
1: that's some good stuff, right? That's, that's that's wicked. I love that. Yeah. That's the thing. I love
0: stuff like that that grooves. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, this. I don't care what time it's in. This thing is grooving. Yeah. Um, I love that. Good stuff. That's and cool. we had a... I don't know if you got any feedback on your DMs from last week's episode, but I got a crap ton of feedback from people that just needed that help with time signatures. And that was... Yeah. Made me feel good because you and I are doing our best to have 40 plus episodes of things that help people mentally with the approach to this incredibly frustrating Mm -hmm. instrument but you and i are both drum teachers and sometimes i also we also want to help people with the drumming side of things yeah exactly yeah i mean last week's was most definitely a lesson for me as well oh my god well i think we're just going to continue that today with another drum lesson called branding (laughs) (laughs) but arguably arguably one of the most important lessons there are if you want to if you want to take this for a living if you want to do if this, if you roadmap, want to, if you want to keep doing this, if you want to get paid to do this, if you want to do this for the rest of your life, absolutely. So w- as far as branding, what Eddie and I were talking about behind the scenes earlier this week was what it takes to brand yourself as a specific type of drummer. What are you saying to the world that you want to do with your future? And I think getting to the point that you understand, as soon as you start uploading content, you are setting a precedent for your brand. You are branding yourself as something. Maybe you're the loud mouth. Maybe you're the fast, choppy drummer. Maybe you're the groove drummer. But you might not even know that it's happening, but you're branding yourself. Because think about how you and I became friends or how I first noticed you on Instagram. Well, you were something to me. You weren't just like human being, plays drums, mm. Eddie Thrower. To me, it was like, okay, guy who's clearly interested in spreading knowledge to other people in a very unique way because my first introduction to you was mostly like sofa sessions and stuff like that yeah where you were teaching but you also had this like editing style that I had never seen before and it was literally like hey I'm a guy who has everything I want trapped in my head but I don't know the tech to make that happen. So I'm just going to keep hitting keys until I get close to what I want. (laughs) And so what happens is like a beautiful thing of like, you know, when we see musicians where they go, yeah, never had a lesson in my life. And I'm like, well, I wish I would have had your past because you stumbled upon some things that I could never do because I have too many rules set in place from all the lessons. Mm. And so you branded yourself as something. Honestly, I had no idea because I found you through that way. You weren't the drummer from LTA. I ne- I didn't know what that was.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I had no idea you had and just like people that find me on YouTube, they're like, "So you used to be in a band?" And I always think, what do you mean? I used to be in a band? Like that was my life. Yeah. yeah. It's like a decade <laughs> yeah. of touring and record deals like yeah. and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess you kind of missed out on that cuz I didn't it wasn't present on YouTube." So, the branding thing is really important. Did you ever think about what brand you were creating when you first started? Now you and I are obviously obsessed with it cuz we have to be. But when you first started, was it predetermined who you were going to be to the social media world? Kind kind
1: of. When I zoom out, I think um, I always wanted to be a sort of, you know, especially when I was in the band, I was like, I want to play drum festivals. I want to be like a drummer who who does these sort of things. Um, so there was that goal. That, that was planned. That was thought out. But then all the sort of creatives were sort of kind of natural, like without sounding like a, I don't know, a dick, like it was just a natural, I like being creative and I like trying to do things in a different way. That's why I'm so pumped on this episode because it's just, it's, um, I think it, I think branding comes down to just, it says a lot about the individual, you know, just wanting to stand out, wanting to do things totally. a little bit original, um, in an original way. And uh, so none, none of that was really thought out. I just wanted to be as creative as possible and do things differently and kind of stand out, like you said. And, um, And yeah, I love it, man. I absolutely love like being creative. And I think there's nothing better when you play an instrument and then you have to think creatively how to show people how you play that instrument and what you do on the instrument. Do you know what I mean? And I think this episode is going to be called branding, but then it could just be called just being true to yourself, you know, and just showing people
0: what you want to show them and how you want to show them it. I think like probably five or six of our episodes could be called finding your voice, even though we've only done one episode called finding your voice. <laughs> yeah. But we were referring to it specifically on the instrument. But you have to find your voice as a public persona if you're putting out content on social media. Mm. You have to find your voice in every walk of life. Like, who are you? I actually did a business podcast where I was interviewed for someone else's business called pot, pot, someone else's Holy Tea there we go. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It's called The Solopreneur Hour. And so it's just a podcast where this guy interviews people that do their whole business by themselves. Mm. Entrepreneurs that do it on their own. Anyways, he was interviewing me and I've known this guy for a while. He's interviewed me in the past. And he was kind of saying like, do you think right now you are the closest online to who you are as a real person? And he was saying that because he's followed me since the beginning of my career online. And he's like, I was shocked when I met you how different you were than who you were online. And what he meant by that was like, I, was, I wasn't I was as polished. I messed up a lot. And he was like, you know, you used to upload everything in a flawless nature. Mm-hmm. You never let us see the cracks. And he was like, I, th- I feel like right now you're closer to who you really are as a person. And I think that that takes time to find your voice as like, well, who's the version of me if I'm allowed to edit my own life? Yeah who is that that I'm going to put out there for the world? Yeah, and do I odd. feel comfortable editing it to a place where it's like, I hope no one ever sees me in person. Cause I have edited my skin, my hair got rid of that mole. Like, I mean, you know, it's like you just go in so deep and it's yeah. like, well, who are you then? And trying to find your voice. Well, that voice eventually becomes your brand. If you're going to sell anything. And technically we are trying to sell ourselves to someone like if you are a groove drummer, you're trying to sell yourself to a producer, whether you know it or not. You're hoping that somebody calls and says, hey, uh, just so you know, you know, Gavin DeGraw's doing a new album and he we'd like to have you on it. That's what you're hoping for. Mm. Maybe not that exact artist, but yeah. whoever. So I think that finding that and realizing that whatever you put out online, you are starting to brand yourself. And it's a weird thing because... It's like, well, Nike's a brand, Apple's a brand. It's like, no, well, so are you nowadays? Yeah, and
1: it's re- it's a very very hard thing to do because naturally, as a drummer, you want to do everything. You want to do it all. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean, oh yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, I want to be the session guy. I want to be the live session yeah. guy as well. Oh yeah, teaching's yeah. cool because you know it helps pay yeah. the bills, and it'd be cool to have an online membership as well. And, and you I'm know, crush I, that. Yeah, I, I just want to kind of do everything, and I think that's where people sort of like not struggle, but I think that's you know that may be one of those things you get to and you're like, who am I? What do I want to be? And it's actually, that's a very difficult thing to sort of decide because me and you were talking before the podcast about, you know, the route that you go down and that is somewhat planned. Like, like I just said, um, and my route was, I want to do things how I want to do things and like, you know, Mm. and and teach how I want to teach and accepting that it might not be as successful as someone who, uh, didn't, you swear, you know, for example, just a, a, an example.
0: That's such a, I mean, that is such, a, that it was part of your brand when I first discovered your, you know, your platforms and stuff was that. And it was the fact that very few people f- were okay teaching online in any way other than how they had been taught. Yeah. But since basically you taught yourself, you got to teach in a way that no one had seen before. And I just remember thinking like, hmm, I should be feeling jealousy and a tiny bit of hatred towards this human being. (laughs) But for some reason, I kind of respect this. I've never really seen this before, and it seems like he's doing it the right way. I couldn't draw any parallels to who you were stealing this stuff from, which is always my first thing. Like, as soon as I see somebody, I'm like, okay, cool. I know exactly where you got that from.
1: You have to be, like, the most copied person within drums ever. You Honestly, (laughs) the amount of people I see on Instagram whether it be the ipad in the background going one two three four right or, or like whatever it may be i remember seeing a video on instagram before and it, and it was even the uh facebook cats thing you know and oh, yeah, i, I yeah. was like are you kidding me mate like and this is what i mean about branding man like it's it is a very very hard thing to do and i think sometimes the less you think the act, you know the better it is but branding is 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 so so important because you you never want to be the sheep you always want to be the shepherd mate and i think like
0: Ooh, do you know one what I mean? more time please
1: <laughs> you never want to be the sheep you always want to be the shepherd and it is so, so sweatshirt's so, coming soon on our patreon yeah, there you page go. and it's so hard to to do that sometimes because you see this working for this person so you want to do that and then you see this working yep. for this person you want to do that and um and yeah, I mean, it's it very, very hard to do. And that's why I think it, it links to, you know, just being true to yourself as, a, as an artist, as a musician. Like do things how you want to do things. Take influence, but do things differently. Um,
0: and Isn't that the only way you can brand yourself and 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 step away from the, the rest of the sheep is by just being who you are? Yeah, like, exactly. That's I mean, what we have. Facebook cats, that, that's all we have. Facebook <laughs> cats is me talking to Amber you know 10 years ago just being like well we should definitely you know send an email out to our members and then do another post to the facebook cats like that's how i speak but i don't sit down with like in a boardroom with you know like a, <laughs> a board of directors and be like okay guys i've got facebook cats i've got facebook <laughs> peeps and i've got facebook y'all what are you feeling I, now. it's it's over you already lost because you're chasing something i always used to say Because this happened with the Deftones so many times. Growing up in the same town as the Deftones, you kind of are very sensitive to Deftone plagiarism. Oh, man, I bet. And, you know, you just know, and I mean, and they are too. They just handle it really well. But anyways, I used to always think, like, if you are stealing from the Deftones as a band, you've already missed it. You already missed your moment because they wrote that two years ago. You're not understanding how long an album cycle takes. Mm. They wrote that two years ago, then tracked it, then mixed it, and then you know sent it into the album the, or to the label. The label approved it. Then they did artwork. All that happened two years ago. Deftones don't even play that style anymore. They've already moved on. Yeah. So by the time you catch up, you're already late to the party. Mm. The only thing that you have a shot at doing is sitting in a room and making music that you love Because you love it. And I think that when it comes to branding yourself, you have to be true to who you are and then understand that eventually, if you're consistent, that will become your brand. So let's take a drummer that we both kind of know. um, Who's, uh, okay, because we're hoping to have him as a guest if we can figure out the time. (laughs) Stan Bicknell. Stan's a great example. Mm -hmm. So what is what is he giving off to the world like originally when i found him it was a lot of calf shots i only saw his legs. Yeah, he's got some great yeah, legs I man like, he, like i see the legs and i'm like oh,
1: legs. God, man, i need to do something leg related mate i skip yeah, leg day um, every
0: day of my life i i just i stepped on my foot cam to break it on purpose because i'm like <laughs> well i can't keep up with that so i'll just crush that so originally i just thought okay chops guy He's, but I originally thought not a working drummer. Then eventually, I got more into his profile and saw all the coffee stuff, and I was like, "Okay, so he's got a successful business, and he's just he just happens to be really good at the drums." Then he changed his branding and he started posting a lot more stuff from studios Mm -hmm. and tracking with artists, and all of a sudden, you start putting him on a different level. Of that's like the fifth time I've seen him in a studio tracking for a professional artist. I guess this guy's legit. He's not just a guy that owns a coffee shop. He's a guy that actually does this for a living. Mm-hmm. And that branding is, that's an important thing. How would we have known what he was doing behind the scenes unless he told us?
1: I remember the first time I heard about Stan was like a mate at the same studio that I was in. He was like, mate, have you seen this guy? Like it, it was room. I remember the sound of that warehouse just being like, oh, yeah. f- oh my God, those yeah. drums sound good. And then he like showed mistakes. He just showed that there was like an effortless thing about Stan that I really took to. And it was just like, yeah, you know, I've got a lot of followers, but whatever, I don't care. That's not the main thing. This is just a byproduct of what I do. And then when I sort of really just like fell in love with Stan and like really respected him was when he actually took like a social media break. Like he deleted his Instagram, didn't he? Do you remember that? Yeah. And I I was like, oh my God, man, that is just what an absolute legend. Like he's, he's saying like there's more important things to, playing drums and just having a lot of followers. And yep. I think that's so, so true, especially when it comes to branding, mate, because like I said, I could go down many different routes. I'm sure if I had got on Twitch every day and and did right. TikTok videos and did reels and did all these things that I would have more followers and then have more students or whatever and then more money. But I just I just don't care enough. I care more about me as a person and me being doing the things that are true to me. Um, and that was the thing about Stan. I was like, oh my God, like that's such a good message to, to give out to so many people, you know? Um, and his right. brand to me is that a very talented drummer, doesn't take it too seriously and has other things about him, you know, like the coffee and the exercise and all those things. I'm like, right. that's what an Instagram page should be when it comes to drums, not this obsession and drive towards things that don't matter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which therefore yeah. get, in the,
0: get in the way of branding and getting in the way of longevity and making this a a living Longevity is the tough one, right? I mean, that's what we all want is you and I are currently in a world where Instagram matters, YouTube matters a little bit depending on which route you've taken. But in general, social media matters. But you and I played drums a decade before this when it didn't matter. And we'll play drums a decade after this when it might not matter. And so I always think like on a teaching level, teaching is my brand. I will teach and write a book if that's where our medium is. And I will make a DVD if that's what the current form of media is. And I'm happy to make online drum lessons if that's what the current form is. And and whatever's next, whatever hologram is next, yeah. I'll make that. But I will be teaching. And I used to get really, really upset when people would be like, oh, you're, like, you're the online teacher. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm a drum instructor, yeah. okay? Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. give a crap where you find it. I don't... It, I just instruct on the drums. That's what Mm -hmm. I do. And so now it's like, it's totally fine and it's great and it's been some time. But I remember being really put off by that because it's like, no, that's not my brand. You know, my brand is acceptance and empathy. That's my brand. As far as like who I am, I'm the guy that knows what you're going through and I've got your back. That's what I'm trying to give off. But it's, it's not predetermined. I was talking to you um, you know, through our voice notes about when I started making YouTube content, I didn't even know the term branding existed because I didn't take marketing classes and we didn't talk about... We didn't have brands 10 years ago. Companies had brands. There was no influencers. But I didn't know that I was creating this brand of positivity and acceptance and all of that because... I didn't know. I didn't know that it was like, well, I just watched six YouTube videos today. One of them was Mike's and Mike was just smiling the whole time. And he also messed up a little bit and showed that. And so we we all have to decide. I think the biggest and the most important thing that we can give to the listeners, though, and to everyone out there listening is if your brand is true to you, you are correct. So yeah. if you're like, well, my brand is that I'm negative all the time and I just I rip people up. And I rip chops. Yeah. I just rip, There's rip, a space rip. For it's that. like, hey, great, <laughs> yeah, go exactly. for it. Yeah, you're not like we're not going to hang a lot, but <laughs> but but at least you're true to yourself, and that's that's fine. And I think that that's what always gets me into somebody's camp is when I see somebody play, and then you know I go through like five or ten posts, and every post is true to who they are. Like Carter McLean does not think to himself. I think it'd be good for my brand if I showed an album cover from the 70s so people know that I'm into soul music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He exactly. listened to you that album see, you today. You can see
1: through that stuff though, man. You can see through you it. Can you can totally. see through that stuff. Like like you said many times before, and there's nothing wrong with it if this is your thing. But like trying to play the algorithm and stuff like that, it's like, oh man, like you can just see you it wear and you yourself can smell out. it and you can taste it. And it's just so... Yep. And like, the, like your, what you're saying, you know, longevity... It, longevity is is what we all aim for here you know i mean like to do this for a living for the rest of our lives um and that's the thing with you mate like everything you do is so effortless because
0: you are just true to yourself do you know what i mean trying i I mean (laughs) trying you know i think the hardest thing with the longevity part though is when you are true to yourself you feel like you're starting to repeat yourself and you're just Mm -hmm. like oh my god like i'm sure that at some point you were like no one wants to see another sofa session i'll tell you right now they do yeah i do I I told you the other day, you've got 48 hours to upload (laughs) one, get off your ass and go do it because it's badass and no one else. And I mean, that was okay. That was one of those branding things. You and I talked about it behind the scenes. We probably shouldn't tell everybody the, the secret behind the scenes stuff. But that was one of those things that branded you as if anyone does this and calls this the couch cushions. You're out, dude. Yeah, you are yeah, not yeah, cool yeah, anymore yeah, yeah, because you yeah. stole that from Eddie and you know you did. Yeah. And then I remember when you got, what did you get? Uh oh, you you went to your mom's and you got your old VHS camcorder or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah. okay, if anyone goes old school camcorder <laughs> from this moment forward, I know they stole it from Eddie. Yeah. And that was but that wasn't you thinking this will really separate me. That was you thinking, God, I love that vintage look. And I think my mom has an old camcorder of mine.
1: Yeah. 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 I just, I don't know, man. I've just always like you just, just try to do things in in a unique way. And it, and it's, and it's really hard. And that's, that was a question I had for you. Like, you know, when you have obsessed over a color or a font or like Mm -hmm. an intro to a video or whatever, like, and you see someone else do it, like how, and, and, and essentially what that is doing, it's like if Adidas were to change their three stripes to another variation of a tick, it's like, how do you how do you sort of deal with that? It's a sort of, you know, where, where do you, where do you go? Like, do you just say, okay, yeah, flattery, nice, but I'll just sort of keep doing my thing, and because because I am being true to myself,
0: and, and my brand is me, and I am being yeah true to myself, then it doesn't matter. Or I I wish it was that easy, you know. I mean that that would be the hey, we're on a podcast, let's lie to everybody and just say like, yeah, man, you just got to really know that you did the right thing, but we're human. No one ever admits it, but we're human. That's why I have you. Is I <laughs> yeah. send you a voice note, I'm like, you got to be yeah. kidding me, man. Did you see this? And so the reality is that there is IP in everything that we do is creating a brand. So there's intellectual property, but most people get get it wrong what that is. So When I, if if somebody, if I put out six stroke roll variations, you might think, you know what, I'm going to watch this because everyone kind of knows that Eddie Thrower is the six stroke (laughs) roll guy. Let me see what Mike did. You watch it and then you realize like, okay, the six stroke roll is open for everybody. That's not it. But there are very specific things that you have shown the world with that six stroke roll that if I did that, it's like. Man, I explained it. I use the same words as you. That's the IP. And that's what yeah. that's what you and I try really hard not to tread on each other's toes. Like, hey, man, I didn't even know that you did a practice pad video yesterday. I did one too. It came out today. Can you watch it and make sure you're cool with it? I've done that with Carter a million times. I've done that with Juan Mendoza. Like, dude, I had no idea you were doing double stroke accents yeah. yesterday on social media. I just put out mine. Do you want me to take it down? Like, just be cool about it. Mm-hmm. But understand the IP is... It's the it's the details, right? Like, Yeah. Okay, like Ash Stone films in a studio with a GoPro. If you saw me in my studio with a wide-angle GoPro, it would be like, okay, Ash Jr., easy. We know you have like nine cameras. <laughs> Why did you pull out the wide-angle GoPro? <laughs> that was it's like, so funny. Uh, because Ash got a bunch of views, and I'm trying to steal that thunder. And it's like, yeah. no, you, you missed the point. Ash's wide-angle GoPro is not the thing the thing is that he has a thing i've told so many people stop making matcha matcha is not the you thing you don't like it you don't like it. Don't, you don't like, you like it. It. it tastes like it tastes like the back of a lawnmower the thing is that you have a thing so start doing shots of maple syrup and film it in slow motion or yeah. whatever the hell it is but it's it's not that's not the thing you know and and so i think that we we all have to be conscious of: Are we chasing somebody? Are we being the sheep, or are we being the shepherds? Use your words, because I just stole your branding. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like, wh- why are you doing this? And honestly, the things that will work for you in the long term is you not questioning anything and just doing what yeah. you do, mate.
1: I was going to say to you, like, when did it all click? Like after you know, because you were you the first guy on YouTube to do this stuff, but like. You must have had people that you watched from DVDs or you know read the books. When did it click? Because yeah. when it clicked for me was when I <laughs> terrible business, right? I lo- law. <laughs> I I set the date for the launch of my membership, and I hadn't recorded. I hadn't had a. I didn't have a camera. I didn't have Atta anything. a boy. Because the way I work, I was like, I'm going to set a date, launch it, and then I have it. I have to watch to this day. Anyway, so it's getting probably two weeks to launch date and I'm like okay, right, let's, let's figure this stuff out. So I'm sat in front of the camera and I'm sort of saying, hey guys, and I'm like, I've never said hey guys before. Um, what's up? No, I've never said what's up either. Um, and I just, I made like video after video after video and I watched it back and I was just yeah. like, what is wrong with me, man? Like this is, this is weird. I teach on the yeah. weekends when I'm home from tour and I, it's the best thing in the world. Now I'm overanalyzing everything. Yeah. And then I start to swear and I was like, man, I can't, you can't swear. And then there was one video and it was getting nearer to the crunch time. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I just, it was the fuck it attitude. I was like, press record. You're right, guys. So I'm going to do this. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, fuck this. And I just, I left it rolling. And it was just, okay,
0: that's it. Just be me. Um, So that's when it sort of clicked for me. When did it click for you? Well, I can tell you right now, if you see a video where I go, you're all right, guys, <laughs> you'll know, like, oh, I think he's in trouble. can you imagine? <laughs> Hello, guys. Uh, oh, my goodness. I hope you're all sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, must been,
1: you must have had, like, um, you know, people in your head or like even words that you were like, I'm, this isn't me. Like when did it get to the point where you're like, this is me and
0: my brand is me. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times people help you with that because they call out certain things that you're like, wait a minute. I put a lot of, just like with drumming, I put a lot of effort into that thing that no one has said anything about. And then that moment there where I was me and I said, you know, we're just going to flip this over the left hand a little boop," and I, and it's like, well, that's what I that's literally how I speak. <laughs> yeah. That's how I would I would tell my niece when she's trying to play Paradise City at my house, like I'd love that video, it? by the way.
1: That was amazing.
0: Oh. Yeah. Dude, how good did that that room Mate, sound? I, was I was like, But anyways, um <laughs> oh, and of course I got the DM that was like, uh, I noticed that you rushed her count in. That might be throwing her off. I was like, I was Okay, like, yeah, yeah, and block. Thank you very much. Yeah. I had, I was about to explain the millisecond delay that there is from those so, studio speakers to my phone whatever it's all good anyways doesn't bother me so yeah like when i started when people would call out the things that i thought just like you said with the cussing i shot i thought i should have deleted that but it's like whatever i am sorry when i get excited i do say like "ooh, sweet chicken gumbo like that's how i speak and that became a thing and then all of a sudden it's like okay now we have to be careful just like you can't insert cuss words because you're like "ooh." it's an Instagram video and we're 45 seconds deep and I haven't cussed yet. Mm. Like you can't force it in. Yeah. There are times where, you know, I kind of know like, okay, I was, I was pretty, I was going for some comedic sauce in this video, but then the next one, it's like, dude, I'm sorry. I was just in a very serious mood. Like I'm passionate about this topic and I didn't make any jokes and I had to just become comfortable with that. The the one thing that I did benefit from as far as creating my voice is something that unless you started around that exact same time, it's impossible to recreate, which is all of the footage that I saw of drum education was meant for long form. It was all DVDs. Right. So no one had ever made education in five minutes. And so I had to kind of create my own style because I was so used to people being like, all right, we're going to do this exercise for 11 minutes so that I can get to the hour mark on this DVD. <laughs> I had to be like, okay, we're going to do this for four bars because you'll never stick around and watch this whole yeah, thing. So yeah, interesting. So yeah, but I mean, in the end, being true to yourself is the key. It's just accepting that and understanding too. It's like you can be true to yourself and still try to be better. Mm. Uh, when I watch a video of myself, there are things that, you know, like something might happen in a point where it's like, I can't edit that out. That's in the middle of a chunk of something. But I really wish I didn't say it like that. Or I wish that I would have put more emphasis here. Um, I could tell. I mean, I had to eventually stop saying, you know, what's up, YouTubers and Facebook cats. Mike Johnson here from Mike's Lessons dot com. Because eventually I was like, I don't think I need to mention my website anymore. Mm. I don't use Facebook, so I don't really care. They're not even going to see this. So eventually it became you know, whatever it is now, but I'm never thinking here's the tagline. It's just like, I don't, just like you said, um, what, however you start a video, it's like it just be natural, you know? And sometimes yeah. it just is what it is. Yeah, it is hard to do. It is very hard. To, it is hard to do mm-hmm. because I think like, as I said,
1: musicians, we're like, we need gigs. We need to like, we need money. We need to do what we can to like keep on doing this for a living. And like, sometimes it's confusing when you see this person smashing it on Twitch or this person smashing it on YouTube or this person smashing it on Patreon, whatever it may be. So you kind of want to do it. And I th- I think that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned as a musician. And even even more so as a human being, it's like, it's all right to just, you know, not be doing everything and be right. successful at everything just just be you and have your things and stay true to it and and that's that's longevity and that's you know that 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 means more than the the quick
0: uh buck or the quick follower or whatever it may well, be yeah cuz i mean i i go through it now you know i mentioned that my um my niece and my nephew are here or i didn't mention it but anyways they're visiting right now and they've been here for 3 weeks and they're 10 and 12 so this is like for me They think they're hanging out with Uncle Mike. They don't understand that they are my lab rats. They are my research where I'm just like, what does a 12-year-old think of modern music? Who do they think is cool? Who are they following? What social media platforms are they using? So, you know, one thing that I have to get through them is like, hey, some of these people that you're really into, maybe they will become entrepreneurs or whatever. But most likely, this person has about another six months to make everything they can off of this 15 minutes of fame there's, I I can't talk bad about whatever anybody's doing, do what you can. I can't even tell you what I would have done if somebody came to me when I was 12 and said, you can make a hundred grand a month, Yeah, Yeah, but it's only for a year. And then it's over because then we need the next 12 year old. Yeah. So I think that the key is, like you said, longevity, where does the longevity come from? How do you have a career? And it's like, well, the career is in the craft. If you put your time into your craft more than you put into promoting your craft, you will have a career. I don't think that Josh Fries was spending all of his time in the '90s thinking like, "Oh, I got to put up, you know, flyers on telephone poles about I'm a drummer." It's like, no, he just worked on his craft, and one thing led to another, and that gives you a a long term career. And that's, I think, what a lot of people want is, to, like you said, to be able to make a living from this. The other thing is, when it comes to branding, you have to understand. Who are you trying to attract? Because if you're trying to attract, attract producers and you want to be on albums and you want to eventually be gigging, well, you probably shouldn't be ripping chops all the time. And if you only want to be on albums, I really wouldn't worry about your stage presence and how you look and what your thing is. All I would worry about is how you sound. I think about Brody Simpson is the most perfect example of somebody obsessed with what sound is he putting out to the world? I don't think he's spending a good hour doing his hair before he presses record. Mm. All he's thinking about is, what am I putting out to the world sound-wise? And then people will want to hire him to produce their albums, to play on their albums. And then you think about somebody like Dan Mayo. All he wants to do is let the world know, my mind is creative 24-7. I can't stop thinking about what something could become, what colors the world is created in. And he brands himself as a creative. An actual creative human being where it's like, okay, this project's stale. Who are we going to get to spice it up? Get, get damn my mayo. Like he's the man. So I think that we all have to understand who we're trying to attract. I've said it many times, but I'm trying to get people excited about learning drums. So my content is 100% skewed towards that. It is not even leaning towards hoping a producer will call me. It's not leaning towards hoping that somebody will ask me to go out on tour with them. It is 100% skewed towards getting people excited about learning drums. That is all I do. Mm. But I know that for a fact. So when I'm making content, I can ask myself, will this get somebody excited about playing drums? And if not, then I'm not going to do it. You know? Yeah, mate. and you do it very well. You do it
1: very, very well. And you're the perfect example Thank of you that. You know, it's like... Just just quality over quantity, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's, like I said before, like I've said a million times in this podcast, that, that was one thing that I think I struggled with and a lot of people do struggle with. It's like, well, do you know, I want, to, I want to do it all. And it's like, you, you can you can try to do it all, but you'll get to a point right. in your life and you'll go, that satisfies me. That doesn't,
0: this is true to myself and this isn't. And I think that's, that's what makes good branding, you know? Pointing, I mean, we've said it on this podcast lots, point that compass towards joy. What brings you joy? Are you, like... Even if I could be a good session drummer, I do not enjoy it. I put on the headphones, the click starts, and I want to go home and I want to call my mom. Like, I do not want to be a part of this anymore. So it's like, but does that make me a failure as a drummer? It's like, no, I just don't enjoy this aspect of drumming. Even if I can do it, I still don't like it. Let me in a room with a class of people and let me teach and I will have goosebumps from the beginning yeah, to the end. Mate. And I'm never telling a session drummer, no, you should teach, bro. It's like you should do whatever makes you happy. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mate and and that 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 was a thing over lockdown that really like baffled me and hence why I kind of like was like, whoa, I don't want to be another person doing this and it's the amount of people that forced themselves to believe they wanted to teach and have an online membership. I was like, guys. It's all right. I know you got to do what you got to do because you haven't got a gig. But like, let's let's just. Uh, you did tell me a couple of months ago how you hate teaching, and I've just seen a video right. of you saying I've always wanted to
0: create a community and teach people around the world. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, you, you know, I mean, like we we talked about that a lot about how like during that time, do whatever you can to make a living. Yeah, exactly. we got your back. Yeah, 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 yeah. After that, the only thing is just be genuine in that moment and say. Hey guys, just so you know, obviously I'm not touring right now, so I do have some free time and I want to offer my time up to you as an educator. I'm not a professional educator, but I'll help you in any way I can, but I'm not launching a membership site because as soon as I can tour again, I am going to tour again. Mm. So if you want to contact me to do some one-on-one Zoom lessons, here's my info. It's like, perfect. Mate, I'm like- we get that you're trying to make a living and now you're also being true to who you're going to be as soon as lockdown's over. One thing
1: that I've realised recently as well is um, because obviously I, I sell sneakers as well, um, and that's sort of gotten bigger over the last few years. Um, is that like it makes me realise even more? You know, I treat that as a business. That is a business. It's it's there to yeah. make money, and like it's a creative thing and whatever. But you know, the the end result is profit essentially. Yeah, you know, being hundred percent transparent, like most businesses are. Um, it, I enjoy it, but it's there to make money. <laughs> you mean the ones that are still here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then it may, always, it, it's made me like um, think about the drumming side of things and doing it as a living so much. like I, I see it in a different light. It's like, yeah. yes, the, the hardest thing about being a musician and wanting to do it for a living is that you have to combine both things. Business, mm-hmm. enjoyment, creativity, pressures, um, you know, like numbers, figures all that kind of stuff it gets the it gets in the way of your your genuine branding your everything and i think just bringing it back to branding like it, what what makes me what stands out in a really busy social platform for me is just being genuine and that that is good being branding original yeah. yeah it's like you know when you see people trying to chase the algorithm and, and doing all these things and these thumbnails and whatever whatever it may be. It's like I, I respect right. it and I get it to a certain extent but never let that stuff sort of blind you or to the point where it cripples who you are because at the end of the day mate, yeah. we, we, we all play with a bit of wood in our hands and hit a bit of metal and a bit of plastic. It's how you do it and it's, what, it's, it's it, that's the only thing we have, people. Do you know what I mean? And that should be celebrated over everything else. And that totally is that is where that. good branding comes in for, to me, when you're a musician or an artist. You know, it's just being... I you.
0: couldn't agree more, man. I mean, why would God, anyone I'm sweating, want... God, i sweating, mate. Yeah, you get fired up. Get stuff get fired yeah, yeah. up. Well, well there's, there's two things. We're passionate about this, but we're also scared to, like, <laughs> rip anybody. It's like, I'm not trying to rip you. I'm just saying, like, yeah. there's more there's more like of a genuine side of you than you may know. And you're just nervous that who you really are isn't good enough. We all go through that. We all go through that. And I'm just telling you, it is good enough. It's so much better than being like, this worked for her, so I'm gonna steal it. It's like you've already missed yeah. the boat. And the Deftones already recorded that two years ago. Exactly. It's you know, over.
1: And I, you know, I'm not the the most <laughs> successful drummer in the world by any means. I'm not I'm not the richest person in the world. I'm not sat here in a mansion going, listen to me. But when I think about it, when I zoom out, I'm like, actually, all the things I've done musically have, have stemmed from that, just being myself, even the busted thing, the most the latest thing I've done. Yeah. Um, and then I think about all my mates, all, the, all, the, all my friends who are touring with the biggest artists in the world, recording for the biggest artists in the world. They are true to themselves. They, they know yeah. that, you know, they're not, they're not playing for Lewis Capaldi one week and then going, oof, I heard Slipknot wanting a drummer and you know yeah it's like they're just themselves and 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 it shines through and it and it always comes back to them as a a brand as an artist and therefore leading to longevity and stuff like that so
0: you know and i think that if you you know with that comes the craft uh the the importance of the craft like every once in a while ash stone will post something from like the 80s where he was in a session mm -hmm. with an artist i'm like Ah, yeah, dang, the dude's been doing it. Yeah. i been it. doing it for 30, 40 years, man. Like, you gotta put in the time. That's another thing. And we'll get into some listener questions in just a second. But that's one thing that I've encountered a lot is when people say, like, hey, I, I want to do what you're doing. Like, what cameras should I get? What lights should I get? And I just think like, it's taken me a decade to have these cameras, these lights, this following to, to build the brand the way it is. I mean, that's why endorsements want to sign us, is because they say, well, you built the trust with your brand, and we feel that we'll sell more of these widgets that we make if we have you on our team. And it's like, sorry, man, like I'm not, I can't sell the brand out. So I, the brand is honesty and integrity, and I'm sorry, I don't believe that you're thrown that plays paradiddles on my butt cheeks <laughs> so that I can learn them better. I don't think it's really the way to go. I don't agree with it. No, I, like, oh, I do. I do a grand. It's like I do. I, <laughs>
1: I do. I'm thinking about it now. I wouldn't have to move a muscle. I would just feel in my ass. Right, left, right, right, <laughs> left, right, left, left. And I think that would. I think that is... Actually, that's a <sighs>
0: flipping great idea. I think that's the way teaching is going to go, man. I think you're just creating... Okay, well, the, creating the, out. the para... Yeah, the para drum thrown by Mike Johnston is coming out next <laughs> week. All right, everybody. If you've enjoyed this, and I can't imagine you did, but if you've enjoyed this, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash drum with Mike and Eddie and be consider becoming one of our patrons not only do we get to hang out and have some fun together but you get to also ask questions so some of these questions are probably about time signatures because they came in when I asked the patrons hey we need some questions for this episode Uh, they don't have to be about time signatures but they might be and I never preview the questions because then I'll obviously have an answer ready to go and that's a little fake so our first one didn't get his or her name but brazilian drums is probably the greatest username i've ever seen so yeah, that's great
2: this is from brazilian drums what's up mike and Eddie? this is luciano from new jersey aka brazilian drums online the other day i was practicing miscalculated a cymbal choke and sliced my finger on the cymbal furthermore continued to practice got a little lazy went for some crossovers on the toms and hit my knuckle with the beat of the stick and it just got me thinking about injuries. I also play marching snare drum and practicing stick tricks. I've taken marching snare drum sticks to the eye, to the face, and even to the jewels. And uh, manscaped can't help me there. <laughs> so I was wondering, what's the worst injury you guys have experienced while playing drums?
1: Oh, that's a my good. man. I didn't. I didn't think we. It wasn't about time signatures, was it? Um, sure as hell was not <laughs> Clearly I don't preview these questions <laughs> just had a rough time on the kit um, Wow
0: I would have quit by now
1: Yeah so would I um, uh, the, the biggest inj- the, I've done that before You know when you go to crack a cymbal And the cymbal goes between your nail and your finger mm. Oh my god that, I've done that I've hit myself in the head um, What else is playing I, I, I have pissed myself once while I was playing I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that, that that's not an injury, but i just put it out there. I, I ha, like, just because you just had to go? I don't know, Yeah, mate, it was so bad. Like, I can't I, even believe this is about to happen. I know, mate. I, I just don't even care. I, 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 <laughs> you'll be surprised at the amount of touring musicians who have done it. I have no singers that have
0: like literally shit themselves on stage. Okay. Okay, um, <laughs> keeping it classy. <laughs> keeping it classy for our younger listeners. Are we? Are we still on the podcast right now? Or, yeah, this is this still a voice on. Note? Yep, okay, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. still live. This is not a voice note. Um, this yeah, is episode forty-four. I was drinking. Branding.
1: It, it was just. I I think I was really. This is back in the day when we were like touring. I think I was really hungover. I was. I was thinking I was like nineteen or something. I was just downing water all day just to feel better. Okay, and. It, it, it didn't stop our sets were like Foo Fighters where the just interludes interludes just drumming starts and just instead of dead air when the mic's might the crowd I'm yeah. just you know doing, gacking gacking gacking, gacking. Segues. and I'm just thinking I've just, I, there's no way on earth I'm going to get off stage and be able to go through <laughs> a piss right now so I found the part of a song where it was kind of laid back and I just had to I had to just piss off.
0: It, but it was like you know
1: when you're so hydrated it's just water coming out basically
0: yeah, 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 and you're kind of like that actually doesn't smell that bad. That's clear.
1: That, that, yeah, yeah. it was that sort of thing. And mate, <laughs> I have known so many drummers to do the same thing. But yeah, uh, that, that's
0: 44 just... episodes deep, and we finally hit potty humor. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, I don't know why I said that because it was about injuries, wasn't it? It wasn't related at all.
1: I Just put myself in the anyway. But yeah, that's 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 as that's as bad as I had it.
0: Hit my finger. That's and not then, too bad. Yeah, you know, there you go. All right, you next Have you one. Weed yourself? <laughs> no, I haven't no, I haven't uh, ever. Um, <laughs> I, I think we all we probably all the way that we share like experiences with like watching certain drummers and having favorite albums, we probably all share a lot of the same minor injuries. You know, we all know what it's like to nick the knuckle yeah. on something and then it bleeds all over the snare drum. Um, I would say probably the most jarring thing I've ever done is having a stick in my mouth while I'm fixing something and then I hit the stick and it came out and I thought I lost all my teeth but it just it shook me so bad and I was touring at the time and so it wasn't like I was playing with brushes I mean I hit it like a like a guy that grew up at Jurassic Park an absolute manimal (laughs) And it I thought I lost all my teeth, dude. And it I had oh to like peel around my gums and be like, Am I good? So that sucked. I've hit my you know, you hit your ear when you have your in-ears in. Mm. You walk away from your kit with your in-ears in and they jerk your head back and you almost fall down. Mate, I, it's the worst. I actually <laughs> mate, I remember so our
1: punk rock days, we it was really bad. You're gonna see me in a different light now, mate. But we <laughs> we like we used to like spit and punch. Okay. And, oh wow yeah I used to like there was a there was a bit in the song where I used to punch the cymbals punch the right down like that yep and one time it hit hit my knuckle and it just it, it didn't dislocate but it was like fucking bad yeah. Oh, and we, yeah, yeah we got a tour once because there was like spitting going on at each other
0: I you know what I think that maybe it'll just be the drum with Mike camp coming up <laughs> <clears throat> I don't need you to stay in my home but
1: we were out of oh,
0: this American tour was like <laughs> we want that British
1: band that spit on each other and we were like we, 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 we don't but if that's going to get us the tour,
0: yeah, sure, we, we spit on each other. But if that's our branding, then... Exactly, yeah. And now if we see another British band spitting on each other, we know they got it from us. Yeah, exactly. All right, this uh, is from <laughs> Kira. Kira is a badass drummer slash drum teacher. I was on her podcast recently, uh, but let's listen to her question.
2: Hello, it's Kira Chinia here from Essex in the UK. I wanted to reply to this one because it's time signatures. And I would like to know what your favorite time signature to play is besides 4-4. Thanks, guys. Great.
0: Great. Yeah. And by the way, with that voice, I am happy to host an F1 podcast with you. Like, I think we could really do something special because that that was very, that was awesome. Uh, favorite time signature for me is still 7-8.
1: Yeah, I think It's so, probably yeah.
0: my favorite time signature over 4-4. I love playing in 7. Yeah, it's wicked. I love the on-off, you know, the the um, yeah, implied chord exactly. that
1: you, you say. Yeah,
0: yeah, 7-8 so. is is kind of the one. And uh, it's funny, I I feel more comfortable in 7-8 than I do in 6-8. Six, 6-8 eight. Six, eight and me, I just haven't had enough songs in my past, especially in my own personal bands, that I ever became truly comfortable with. I mean, I don't mind grooving in 6-8 all day long. But as soon as I start playing some fills, I'm in my own head like, I think I'm in 4-4. Four, four, oh, here we are. And that, <laughs> mate, we went right past that bar line. <laughs> mate, six six over eight is underrated, man. It's hard. It's hard. It is. I it really is. Going, I mean, you, unless you play <laughs> it Exactly. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> All right. Next one
2: is from Ryan Cole. Hi, Mike and Eddie. Ryan Cowell here. Cowell. Thanks for answering my question a few weeks back. Um, I got a new one for you about time signatures. Uh, specifically, if you're writing a part or transcribing a piece uh, that moves through a bunch of different time signatures uh, in pretty quick succession, but it's done for a musical reason, so you can kind of hear where it's moving and why it's moving. It's not done just to be complicated. Do you find an added value to knowing um, exactly... You know the the counts of each each measure. So knowing that, like you know, it's a measure of eleven, then a measure of seven, or is knowing just playing along musically and hearing where it's moving uh, enough? Um, so I know Mike, you've talked about talking with Mark Juliana. I know he does a lot of that and has done a lot of that in his career. So I don't know if you had any insight into uh, best ways to um, think about that. If if it's an actual, just here's the numbers or here's just the feel of how it moves i'm working on a transcription now and i'm doing it more from terms of of the feel and the shape of the music rather than knowing exactly measure to measure what the count is um so thank you um have a nice day Bye.
0: awesome question ryan and i, I think uh that i would always want to feel it first i only go to the numbers as like a last resort of okay, I just can't feel it. So I'm going to have to mathematically work this thing out. But I think that by doing that, I'm almost giving up on the feel. And so if I could sing it and it was something I could memorize just by the sound, that'll always serve me better than me coming up to it and be like, okay, is it 11 and then five and then nine? I don't remember. Like, I don't want to think like that. If I'm thinking like that, the feel is out the window. So if I can feel it, and if I can just like Eddie and I said in our last episode, if I can just loop it over and over again, until it's like, well, hell, I have no idea what time signature it's in, but I can sure as hell play it. I would much rather do that than count it. If I can't do that and that's not working, then I will resort to transcribing it and figuring out the exact time signature and the groupings and all of that. What about you?
1: uh mate, to be honest, I haven't really played enough in these odd time signatures or I- even written parts like odd time signatures. Yeah, in been. like a
0: compound time signature yeah. where there's multiple odd times. Yeah, yeah. I've never... I've actually I mean, it's never pretty, pretty rare. Yeah, I've never done it. It's that. pretty rare and I mean... You know, like Ryan's saying, if it's there for a musical thing, I think for a lot of people that grow up playing symphonic music, I, I dealt with it all the time. There was always changing time signatures in symphony. But the thing is, there was no groove. So it mm. just floated. You know, it's like I'm doing a press roll for nine minutes. Yeah, yeah. Then a <laughs> on the cymbals, <laughs> it wasn't like I was going do cat, do cat, do cat, do cat, do do cat, do cat. It wasn't yeah. that it was. Zh. So I kind of grew up doing that. But in the end, I'm always just trying to get to the point that I can sing the part, memorize the feel rather than the numbers. But if I can't do that, then I will all of a sudden break out the pen and paper and figure it out. All right. Our last question is from Adam Stanley. Here we go. Hello, Mike and Eddie. It's Adam here from Watford. How are you? Um, who are your, each of your top three
1: most underrated drummers?
0: Wow. Well, thank you, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Hello. Top three most underrated. How about we go with one each? Top three would be a, a full episode. Mate, you go first if you've got one, or should we just pause sure. and record in a second? No, I think, um, uh, I think that you can be underrated in a lot of different ways, right? Like, like people underrate. Steve Jordan's chops because they only know him from the John Mayer trio, but the dude put up, you know, was playing fusion gigs back in the seventies and eighties mm. and blazing people. So, um, that you can be underrated in a lot of different ways, but I will say one of the underrated greats is Dave Disenzo. Dave Disenzo in my mind is up there with Vinny, with Weckl, with Dennis Chambers, with the absolute legends of the instrument. And I think, just because of how he's chosen his life and to live his life and to do the gigs he's done, he's been able to kind of be an active professional drummer at the highest level, but kind of stay under the radar. And I think when people see him play, sometimes they're like, who is that guy? I'm like, well, he's been there for a long time. You know, Um, so Dave Dicenzo to me would be like one of the underrated greats. I would put him up in the top 10 drummers in the world.
1: Yeah, I really don't know. I'm actually just going through my Instagram Are you going through now. Instagram? Yeah, to see who I follow. <laughs> and like, they're all sick and everyone knows they're sick. Um, yeah. And I don't want to offend anyone by saying like, oh, they're underrated because that may you know what I'm saying? Like anyone yeah. personally
0: that I know. Well, how about this? Can you think of somebody that you know of that maybe is underrated at something? Like, oh, everyone thinks that that person's a show off, but they can, you know... They can groove yeah. their rear ends yeah. off. Oh, mate. It's so hard. It's so hard because I'm sure when we finish recording,
1: I'm going to think of someone and I'm thinking too much into it now.
0: Uh, well, but, I'm glad we didn't choose to do
1: three of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be all night. Uh, and then I would piss myself because I need to toilet out again. Um, I would go for... So Freddie Sheed is an amazing groove okay. player. But like I think he the things he plays are way more technical than people make out. It's kind okay. of, yeah. And, and I think like every time I see one of his fills and he's moving around the kit and he's playing doubles, and he's, I, yeah, I think he's underrated chops wise basically.
0: Okay. But then he's yeah, not, because
1: I mean, people know like he's sick. But what I'm saying is like, I think what he plays is so effortless
0: that people don't realize the extent of how like complex it is. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. No, I could see that. Yeah. there's There's a lot of drummers where I think. I think of them as one thing. And then when I do a festival, I'm like, Oh, yeah. I can tell you this in the big kid drum world, whether it be on the cover of magazines back in the day or in drum festivals. Now it's almost never that somebody pulled the wool over the world's eyes and got there accidentally almost every single time. It's something where you watch them and you go, uh, yeah, yeah. They are a lot better than I gave them credit for. Oh my Holy god! Holy crap! Yeah, I mean, Travis was that for me. I was like, whatever, Mate. Pop, pop, punk drummer. He's he can't do anything, and then he played, and I was like, and that's exactly why he's where he is. Yeah, I man. I I experienced that a lot
1: with the, these metal bands because they tour, 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 tour. You're like, oh yeah, on record, that's just you know that's cool, and then when you see mm-hmm. them live, you're like, mate, you're doing this like you are not putting in any effort, and you're. Tie, you're nailing you're not it miss. Yeah, yeah and it, I, I love that i think that exists heavily
0: in the rock metal punk scene because you just tour and tour and tour yeah. i think there's a lot of uh band drummers that i would love to jam with i don't need to see you know joey jordison play with bruce springsteen i don't need to see him in a different arena and be like i but i bet you can't do this like i, I couldn't care less i remember <laughs> cringing at seeing neil peart play in the buddy rich big band because it's like i don't I want to see you in Rush. Yeah, I don't exactly. need to see you play yeah. in a big band. You don't have to prove anything to me, bro. That's you got not your this. brand, mate. You know what I mean? That's not your brand. Your brand is Prague Guy. Not I'm in a big band with 46 drums. It's like your kit's a little overbuilt. Yeah. Um, By the way, he didn't. He played a very nice drum set. But anyways, I, I think that there's a lot of those band guys and girls that I actually would love to just jam with them. Just me and them. Like I would like to hear who you are. Matt Halpern is a perfect example of that dude away from periphery is a professional legit drummer yeah. that can play the drum set very well. Yep. He doesn't <laughs> sit down and go and like just count himself in and play, you know, Ragnarok like he does, like all by himself. Like he can play drum set and he can really play the, the instrument and he knows his stuff. And so, I mean, Matt Halpern would be a perfect one that it's like, not underrated, but maybe underrated as far as how well rounded he is. Do
1: you know? Do you know Connor Dennis? Do you follow Connor Dennis on Instagram? No. He he's actually
0: he actually bought your snare recently. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't follow him just because we're such close friends. It'd be weird. <laughs> but I, well, maybe I do. I don't know. So
1: he plays for a band called Bear Okay. And he's a Gretsch player, Gretsch Gretchen Dorsey, and he is. He's not, oh yeah, I do follow him. I know exactly who he yeah, is. Yeah, so like he's not underrated because he's obviously sick. It takes two seconds to see his videos and go, "Well, you're sick," but like right. underrated in a way where I'm like, "No, no, no." Like, yeah, he's got the chops and he can he plays and he does drum solos live and he's a confident, tight musical, creative drummer. But like, he knows how to record. He knows how to play, yeah. and he he's like a musical chameleon. Like you see him in different situations, yeah. and like the videos he's uploading at the minute, man. Like he ain't he's not. His purpose isn't to impress; it's to sort of like I don't know, um, just just really hone in on what he does, and he does it really well, and he's getting better and better. And I just think, yeah, like the, the sim, the simple things he plays are underrated.
0: Do you know what I mean? There you go. Yeah, yeah. I would say the same thing about Joe Clegg. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mate, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not underrated as much as I would say underappreciated.
1: Yeah, it's like how they play it. Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. When I like, when I see oh, Connor, I'm like, he's laying into this that groove. Is. And you're just like, mate, like no one's seeing like how sick that is. And you're just, well, I know a lot of people are, but what I'm saying is like, if you were to be in a legit studio right now and he was recording that for a top 10 artist, like they would be extremely happy. There's
0: something, you know, that you can hear in somebody's playing when they're pro. I just showed my band the other day. I know we got to run, but I just showed my band the other day. Um... I said his name earlier, Chad Smith's Instagram feed. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is his wife filming him with her iPhone. Listen to how good these drums sound. Like that's what it sounds like when he plays drum set. If I play that same kit in that same room, it doesn't sound like that. Yeah. There, he has yeah. something. That's what it's like when you've done 68 billion shows in every room imaginable and you had to make it sound like the chili peppers. That's what he's got that yeah, we don't have. And that's like I said, no one lucks into what they have generally at least in our world so everyone listening i hope you guys had fun hope you had your time to just hang out with your two drum bros mike and eddie if you want to support this podcast and we would greatly appreciate that please head on over to patreon.com forward slash drum with mike and eddie please 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 but until then episode 44 oh, mate, i
1: am sweating and i need another way. <laughs> and it is good to talk to you i will talk to you later
0: <laughs> penis notches.